How many here have made investments in life? Financial, maybe time. How many have invested in relationships? Anyone ever do that, right? And how many were some bad investments? Going to get amen, right? And prayerfully, the one investment that you're in is a good one. Amen? Amen. All right. Good, good, good. So we're all about where do we spend our time? What do we do with the time that we're given? I mean, we're given just a limited time here on planet Earth, and we have an opportunity to invest it in something. You know, that word investment really is the idea that you have these funds, these resources, these finances, and you put it in, into something, maybe a business venture, maybe an enterprise, something to the fact that you want at the very end, you want a P-R-O-F-I-T, a profit, right? That's why a lot of people go into business, because in the end, you want more money, more money, more money, right? That's the idea. Is that, is that not right, right? That's why you make an investment for your future. Also, the idea of an investment is taking something valuable to you and placing it somewhere where it will be protected, where it will last. Like, for example, if you go to the bank today, Bank America, Chase, they have these things called safe deposit boxes. Anyone familiar? Maybe you have one yourself, right? When I was in college, I used to work at a bank, and we had these safe deposit boxes. Church, let me tell you, it ain't that safe, okay? And why do I say that? Because some of our employees help themselves to what was safe. So even if you think this world can house and protect those things that you hold so dear, there's only one place to invest in, and this place called heaven. Can, say, can you all say heaven? heaven. In Espanol, el cielo. Say cielo. Don't go cielo. Say cielo. Okay. I'm probably saying it wrong. That's okay. All right. So... That's what we're talking about tonight, real briefly tonight. Uh, so you have your Bible, turn to Mark chapter 6. We're looking at verses 6, um, I'm sorry, verses 19 through 21. Uh, tonight's Bible study is called Investing in the... Matthew, sorry, thank you. Amen. You're paying attention. That was a test, see? You get to go to heaven now because you got me. Okay, so Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21. Um, and tonight really it's, it's the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is speaking to a multitude of people. And as he's speaking with them, he has a couple choice words. We know famous, the Beatitudes. He's in this great amphitheater, and he has a lot of things on his heart to share. And this is one of the passages that's there. And I entitled tonight's Bible study in that tonight we're not going to be talking about investing in stocks or bonds or portfolios in real estate. We're going to be talking about investment in the kingdom of God. And as we invest in the things of God, we're investing in the invisible. Because you cannot tangibly, materially, physically hold on to these things right there in the kingdom of God. On planet earth, we can. But we have this wonderful opportunity as brothers and sisters, as servants of the Lord God Most High. It says in uh, 1 Timothy, real simple, it says there that now to the king, eternal, immortal, Invisible to God, who alone is wise, be glory forever and ever. Amen. That we serve a God we can't necessarily see, but we know he's real. We serve a God who is immortal beyond uh, anything perishable or uncorruptible. We serve a God uh, that is not bound by time. That's the God that we serve. And though he is unseen, he's working behind the scenes. Amen. So even right now, your God, my Lord, our Savior, he's doing things in your life that you're not even aware of, preparing that day, preparing that moment. 
Because the Bible says what? We walk by faith and not by? I like to see. Don't you all like to see? I, ha- I wear glasses. And so when I don't wear my glasses, what I see is very blurry. And my prayer for all of us tonight is if we got blurry vision of, of the Lord, God, help me put on those spiritual glasses that I might see him. Now, when I look at the word of God, if it's a bit confusing, if it doesn't quite make sense, God, open up my eyes to see what you have in your word for me today. So my brothers and sisters, let's be people who invest in the invisible, people who invest in eternity, the things of God that will last forever. So I'm not talking about investing money. I'm not talking about investing your resources. We're talking about investing our lives in the things that matter. And it says here in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, this is what it says. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth or rust destroy um, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So we're going to read this together. So we're all accountable to this, okay? So if you're on the screen, can we read this together? Ready? One, two, three. Do not lay. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I didn't hear everybody. Got to do it again. Okay. So someone is mouthing it, lip syncing it. Tell me. They're going to say in front of us. Okay, ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's pray. Father God, help us to see what you see. God, would you unclog our ears and open up our eyes and soften our hearts tonight? God, uh, would your word just be illuminated through your Holy Spirit and we'd hear you so clearly tonight? God, if we're investing on, on the material, help us to invest in the spiritual. God, if we're spinning our wheels paycheck, paycheck to paycheck, God, if, if, if we're trying to hold on to what's here, God, help us to hold on to you even now. So we thank you for your word, and we pray this in the beautiful name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen. It's interesting here. How many have uh, you have a birthday coming up soon? Anyone? In the next month or so? Okay. Let's do this real quick exercise. On the count of three, I want you to shout out your birth day. Okay? Don't say birth date. We don't need a little year, right? We don't need a year for it. Okay, so on the count of three, I'm going to shout out your birth day. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, one more time. One, two, three. Well, happy early birthday or happy belated birthday. Why do I share that? Because... I think for us as humans, we, we measure life by birthdays, right? How many have heard age is just a number? Yeah. Hmm. How many of you guys now is like, uh, uh, age is just a number. It doesn't mean anything, right? <laughs> but when you're younger, you could not wait till you were 16 so you could drive. Then you can wait till you're 21 so you could do, you know. And then you can wait till you're a certain age and you're married. And then you had kids and you had this. And we measure everything by our birthdays. It's interesting now, as the older I get, uh, I look in the mirror, and my face don't look like the way it used to, does it? Can I get an amen from the church, right? <laughs> See, y'all under 40 don't even know what that is, right? <laughs> so what does that mean? Is that year by year, we come to a point where we kind of evaluate. We kind of look at our lives and say, what have I done for the Lord lately? And where have I invested in? 
in the physical, in the material, the things of planet Earth, or have I invested in the things of God? And as I look at this more and more, I, I try to gain more so I could give more. But sometimes the giving more is not to others, but to myself. You guys understand that? I, I want more because in my mind I want to give more, but oftentimes I give more to myself. Why is it like that, church? Why is that such a challenging thing for all of us? Well, Jesus understood the people of the day. Remember, he's here speaking to them, and he has some words for them. And he says, real simply, hey, folks, he says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Jesus is comparing these passages here at two schools of thought. He's contrasting those who lay their treasures on earth and those who lay their treasures in heaven. And I love it. Jesus always does that, doesn't he? It's like, this is the way you do it, and this is the way you don't do it. I love the Bible. It's pretty easy, isn't it? It says, this is the right way, this is the wrong way. And as parents, how many, how many of y'all told your kids, this is the right way, and this is the wrong way? And guess what? They still do it the wrong way. And as children of God, we still do it the wrong way. You don't believe that, do you, right? <laughs> so here, Jesus, as he's speaking to these people from different backgrounds, different scenarios, different sticky situations. And he speaks to them, and really he's saying, how many of you are investing on earth? We ought to invest in heaven. And as I look at this, I think real simply how Jesus, as he was on this earth, and he sought to um, live his life for us and his uh, way, one of the things I realize here that he is that God that's eternal, immortal, and there's things about the Lord that I just don't even understand about myself, about him. And really to, for us is what does it mean to invest in eternity versus to invest on earth? Um, when I look at it, oftentimes we, we take our money to uh, invest it or to plant it or put it into something. And oftentimes when you don't have a whole lot, aren't you more cautious When you're on a small budget, you're wary of where you invest or where you make payments because you have very little. And that's pretty much American society, right? That's almost the average American. But how much more should we be more careful in investing our time in our life? Some, for whatever reason, we're a bit more haphazard. We're a bit more spontaneous. And we do what we feel, even as a believer in Jesus Christ here. Uh, How do I know that? How do I know that sometimes the way I spend my hard-earned money if you're an impulsive shopper, you know what that's like, right? Anyone here ever get cravings in the middle of the night or in the middle of your day as I just got to have it, just got to have it, right? Be very careful because the way that you shop often dictates a, a bit of your character, right? Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Don't accumulate toys and trinkets. Don't treasure for yourself the treasures of this world, but be cautious, how many of us are spending our lives and pursuing fleeting passions and pleasures, spending money on disposable possessions? How often on gadgets and electronics, on things that will be here today and gone tomorrow? Technology is, is funny, isn't it? What's so popular today, in an hour, it's obsolete. <laughs> We live in a society of high-rise, overpriced storage units. You guys ever seen them? Storage units that are double-decker, triple-story, and you're like, what's in there? People's stuff. 
How do I know American society is all about possessions? Because there's a yard sale every, uh, every day of the week, I think, somewhere, right? How many drive by, you see yard sales? And how many here, I'm totally guilty of this, you have a garage for your vehicle, but you don't park your vehicle in there because you have too much stuff in your garage. Don't call it a garage. I'm totally guilty of that, right? So here in America, we have an accumulation of possessions. Uh, reality shows harp a whole lot in this. There's shows like Hoarders, right? Buried Alive. And hoarders are basically people who have many possessions, but because they see value in this possession, they're not able to let it go or to give it away. So are you a hoarder? Maybe not with newspapers or paper cups or pencils, but what are you hoarding that God gave you that you're supposed to give away? The Bible says, what profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Way too often, I'm absolutely guilty of this. Man, this is convicting me. I need to stop here. But I'm just like, man, Lord, how much of my life, how much of my time, how much of my finances have I invested in what I see, feel, touch, hear, as opposed to investing in the invisible? Jesus said real simply here, don't lay up treasures for yourselves. And I love that, for yourselves. Self, for me, myself and I. But on the contrast here, he says, but lay up treasures, not where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. And so as believers, this is a start rally here. Maybe tonight you need to stop investing in earth and start investing in eternity. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, and you're going to have an opportunity to do that. But when I think about investing on earth, it's things that pass away. It says in 1 John 2.17, right? Don't invest. Don't trust in the things of the world. It says, and the world is passing away and the lust of it. Do you and I understand that? It's passing away. It's temporary. It's fading. It's here today. And maybe you've done this, and maybe prior to Christ. Uh, you, your whole purpose in life is to invest on earth. I went to uh, college at Cal State Long Beach, and I was a business major. At first, I went in as a pre-med, and I realized I wasn't that smart. So I couldn't be a doctor, right? So I decided, what's the next, next best profession? A, a businessman. Why? Because I get to make more money, more money, more money, right? And I remember taking these classes, and they told us how we can take finances and and money and multiply that. And I did that for a season, and maybe you did that. Maybe it wasn't money, but maybe your heart. You've, you've sold out your heart to another lover. Or maybe you sold out your mind to the things of this world. You're feeling a bit used and abused, and you come back, and you open up your pockets, and they're empty. How often have we gone through those moments and praise God for those of you that grew up in the church that you don't experience that, right? But for those of us that have been out in the world and you realize, man, the world is a crazy place and I never want to go back. That song that we often sing, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. And so as we look at what Jesus is saying here, he says, don't invest in the things of earth where moth that clothing you have, the moths are going to eat it. Where things can rust, a vehicle, a boat, a motorcycle. But he says here, not where even thieves can break in and steal. Jewelry, electronics, 
whatever it is, whatever you possess, whatever you hold in your possession, realize it's of the earth. Now, I love it because Jesus doesn't knock us for having things, for having that nice TV or the nice vehicle. But I, I think the whole heart in this, when we invest in this, that our life is dictated by it, correct? You may know people, and maybe it's yourself, people who live for their possessions. And their possessions, what? Possess them. When the weekend comes, it's all about that hobby. When they're on the internet, they're always looking for the better deal on what to purchase. All their conversations revolve around that possession. But it's not even talking about possession. We're talking about, let's talk about people, right? You can make people an idol or a god. And you can be investing in a relationship. Or you can be, uh, like I said, you can be doing these things and coming up empty every single time. And Jesus says, don't lay up treasures on earth where moths and rust destroy or where thieves break in and steal. But rather, do this. Turn your Bibles real quick. Uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 13 through 21. Luke 12, verses 13, 21. This is a parable that Jesus talks about, and I think this will bring the point across. In Luke chapter 12, 13 through 21, it's a parable of the rich fool. And most of you who've read this, you understand the whole heart behind this, in that this young man, this rich fool, invested in the treasures of earth as opposed to the treasures of heaven. Verse 13 says, Then one from the crowd said to him, Teacher, Tell my brother to divide inheritance with me. But he said, man, who made, who made me a judge or arbiter over you? And he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's, one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Then Jesus spoke a parable to them, saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those be which you have provided? So is he who lays up Treasure for himself and is not, toward, is not rich toward God. The Bible calls us a fool if we're laying up treasures here on earth in our riches, in our possessions, in the things that we think. Number one, real quick tonight, maybe tonight you just need to evaluate your account. If you have a bank, you get a statement, right? And that statement comes in and tells you how you're doing financially, right? Well, maybe tonight God is giving you a little financial statement or an investment statement telling you, hey, you've, had, you've made a lot of withdrawals, but not too many deposits in heaven. You've maybe transferred some funds to cover your debit card in heaven. See, it's real simple to say that I will, but it's a wholly different thing to say I do. How many of you have said that lately? I'll get to it. I'll get around to it. Sooner or later. Husbands, how many of you guys things have, have things in your house that your wife has asked you to do that have not been done yet, right? No amens there. Okay, so <laughs> guilty as charged. All right, okay. 
So when I look at this, it's like we need to evaluate what we're investing in. The things that we're investing in, are they valuable or valueless? Worth it or worthless? It's a contrast, isn't it? Jesus is always making this point. The pursuit of happiness is not riches. It's not goods. The pursuit of happiness is in contentment. Being okay with what you have. Paul the Apostle says in Philippians 4.11, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned whatever state I am to be content. He also says to Timothy, he says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. There's nothing wrong in having some earthly treasure, but what he is wrong is to lay it up for yourself. Our possessions, people, places are on loan. Do you realize that? There's a limited time you have on those things. So let's not have a death grip. Let's learn to loosen our reign on those things, right? There's this quote that says, you can't take it with you, but you can send it on ahead. You haven't seen too many hearses with a U-Haul behind it, have you, right? That's not a common thing. The last funeral here, we did not have that. What's that whole idea there? Um, That everything we have stays on earth. And though you'd like to take it with you, you can't. The pharaohs of Egypt, they they were buried with their gold and their treasure. Interesting that in heaven, the streets are going to be paved with streets of gold. So those things that you and I think are worth it. On the other side here, it says, verse 20, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Treasures in heaven are incorruptible. They're everlasting. But I love it. It's not for now. It's for later. It's on the other side of eternity. Heavenly treasure is secure. And maybe you know of countless stories of people who've invested in earth and people who've invested in eternity. I love to read these stories about these various missionaries, about these people who are pastors, about all these uh, individuals who invested in the things of God as opposed to invested in the things of earth. Outwardly, you think, oh, poor people. Oh, lonely people. But their investment is great in heaven. And if you're a Sunday school teacher here, I commend you. Great is your award. If you're here helping out in the parking lot or the cafe, great is your reward. And your, wor- your, your reward is coming. It's coming soon, right? We need to use our present position to establish our future, to understand that. So not only should we evaluate our accounts, I think as believers we need to, we need to make some eternal deposits in our heavenly account, don't we? What does that mean, right? Uh, our conversations, evangelism, fellowship, Bible re- coming here tonight. Guess what tonight? I love this because you're here tonight and you've come to be maybe part of the Harvest Crusade or maybe you've come just to hear a Bible study. Maybe you've come to be prayed for. Maybe you've come uh, to, to worship the Lord together corporately. But this is the thing. Your heavenly account, ding. Yay. Yeah, right? This is the stuff that makes it happen. If you had a conversation with someone this week about Christ, ding, yay, right? If you prayed for someone, not someone you love, but someone who is unlovable, guess what? Ding, 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 amen, see, look at that. (laughs) Some of us, ding, 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 right? Some of us, nothing. Okay, so whatever the case may be, 
understand that investing in eternity, in heaven, in the invisible, this is something you can't measure, can you? There are things that some of you, brothers and sisters, have done that is unseen by anybody, but seen by the Lord. And I believe those are things which count in heaven. It's great to stand here before you and and share the word, but it's so much greater for you to go in the prayer room and pray for the Bible study. Sometimes we think of the things that are elevated, but God's economy is so different, right? He doesn't look at that way. The Bible says if you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be servant of all. Jesus came in Mark 10, 45, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And so for each of us, as you and I look at this, Jesus real simply is saying here, my brothers and sisters, make those eternal deposits. Tonight, in a couple minutes, Mark's going to come up, and you have an opportunity to do that. This is the Harvest Start Rally. And maybe this is the start of you taking all those investments. I'm not talking about financially. I'm talking about this word called time. It's a very precious commodity, isn't it? It's the stuff that life is made of. It's stuff that you have very little of. But I guarantee if you invest it in the things of God, so much greater dividends than you could ever imagine here on earth. To be able to do that, and why is that so important? Uh, The Bible says we're just visiting. Do you realize you're just a tourist? You're just a tourist here. You're a pilgrim. You're a sojourner. You're just passing through. We are citizens not of earth. We're citizens of heaven. And if I can come to realize that, then the decisions that I make will not reflect earth, but they'll reflect heaven. And way too often in my life, I think I spend way too much time with those things. It says here, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. As I was talking about investing in eternity. I love the Lord because sometimes he'll check us. He'll just check our hearts to see where our treasure is. And sometimes, and I don't know why the Lord does this. the Lord do this to you sometimes? In the most inconvenient time, in the, in, in, in the moments that you don't want to talk to anybody, guess what? Somebody calls you. Someone stops by. And you're, how many of you guys are you're in a hurry to go somewhere? And there's somebody there who says, can I talk to you? Can you help me? And we have to be very careful to recognize that could be the Lord. Uh, many years ago, I was a high school teacher at uh, Wilson High School in Long Beach. And uh, it was finals week. And as it was finals week, um, I was taken off on vacation um, to Hawaii, I remember. And I was trying to get all my grades done. You ever been in those moments? It's like, I'm trying to get this done, trying to get out of here, trying to get out of work. And after school, a student of mine, William, comes up and says, hey, Mr. M. He couldn't say Moscardo. No one can say the last name Moscardo. I don't know why. But, hey, Mr. M., can I talk to you? I was like, ah, sure, go ahead and talk. You know? My students knew I was a Christian. They knew I had gone to church. I was involved in a youth group. And he started to share his story. And his story was he was 16, his girlfriend 15, and she was pregnant. And I had a choice, like we all do. Here are my grades. I need to get this done in an hour. I'm taking a flight in two hours. What do I do? Seems like an easy decision, but you know it's not. Those moments in life when you have an opportunity to invest here or invest in heaven. As I dialogued with this young man, shared what the Bible said, shared about my faith, 
prayed with him, left, went on vacation. The next following school year, he wasn't there. I wonder what happened. Fast forward. Eight years later, Barnes & Nobles, Torrance, Delamo Mall. Here I am with my family, hanging out. This young man comes, Mr. M. Yo, William. Hey, nice to see you. Kind of catch up. He had become a Christian, going out to a Calvary Chapel out in Fontana or somewhere out there. And he says, there's someone I want to introduce you to, my daughter. And I don't say that as anything, it didn't have to be me. But God was looking for someone who's obedient, someone who's willing to invest in eternity. See, that's what I'm talking about. This Harvest Start Rally, that's all, that's all it's about. It's about a conversation. It's about a prayer. It's about taking what God has already given you and letting your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's what it's about. It's great to have these opportunities once a year, three times uh, in August, but those opportunities come every day, don't they? And it's not about them. It's about what are you going to do about it? Verse 21 says, For where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. Another version says here real simply that wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. If you lay up treasures in heaven, guess what? Your heart's going to gravitate toward those things. And sometimes it takes, takes one step. Sometimes it is just this little missions envelope. I'm going to invest in, I'm going to put in $5 for the upcoming mission trip. Pastor Tuvai, Pastor Pat, they're in American Samoa right now, and they're having the time of their life, not because it's beautiful and tropical, which it is, but they're investing in the eternity of these men and women and children in American and the nation Samoa, right? Pastor Steph is involved with Carrie Chapel Rosarito's Vacation Bible School. They're investing in these children who will one day become pastors, Christian doctors, Christian businessmen, one day. Here's something I heard on a Bible study that absolutely convicted. Raise your hand if you're a parent. Any parents here? Okay. I heard this, and I was like, man. This pastor I was listening to, he says, as parents, we plan so much for our child's future, but we rarely plan for their, their eternity. Sometimes we allow just our Sunday school teachers to teach our children about the Word of God, but they're not seeing it in our lives. This is another one I said. Sometimes we tell them to hit the books, but we don't tell them to get into the book. See, as parents, that's our responsibility. They're not supposed to learn Jesus from anybody else other than us. You are discipling them. As Paul the Apostle says, follow me as I follow Christ. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. And as you and I understand that where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. Laying up our treasures. And finally, an encouragement for each of us, as you evaluate your accounts, your heavenly account, and what's in there and what's not, as you continue to make these eternal deposits into heaven, finally, continue. Continue to spend your life for heaven. Continue to take the things that God has given you and invest them in the things of God. Paul the Apostle says in 2 Corinthians 12, 15, 
and I will very gladly spend and be spent for your souls, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I am loved. And he says in 2 Timothy 4, 6, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering. Paul understood his life was not his own. The Bible says we were bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus. Our body, our mind, our hearts, our possessions, they don't belong to us any longer. If you've confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, you belong to him. Period. And oftentimes we want to take that period and put a comma and say, but. No, it's period. It's not up for debate. You belong to him. And this whole idea of investing in eternity is true. There's one of my favorite quotes, quotes by Jim Elliott, the famous missionary. He says here, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain which he cannot lose. You're not a fool if you're letting go, letting go of those things that you can't hold on to, but you're holding on to those things which you cannot lose. And those things which you cannot lose, they're in heaven. That's not something that you can tangibly hold on to. That's not something you can physically grasp. But I love this. God keeps the account. God sees. God knows. One final verse I want to share with you. It says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18. It says, Therefore, we do not lose hearts, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction is, what, is but for a moment, and is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Carrie Chapel, South Bay, let's ask God for eternal perspective on life. If I'm given a lot of time on planet Earth, I want to make it count. I I think I've shared this with uh, the body here before, but I share this often at weddings. Uh, not weddings, funerals. Wedding, yeah, same thing, right? So, <laughs> depending on your perspective. <laughs> on, the, on the headstone, on the gravesite, it has the date of birth and the date of death of the individual. And the only thing that separates the two is this little dash. That represents your life. And it's up to you what you make that dash count. What's invested in that? Whether you live 10 years, 52, 86 years, how have you been investing that with God? And maybe you're here tonight and, and, and you don't know anything about investing in heaven. All you know is investing on earth. And maybe you're here tonight and you're not a believer. And maybe for the simple fact that you're here tonight because God wants to turn your eyes upon Jesus. And he wants you to know the truth because the truth will set you free. Pastor Kevin just talked about we're no longer slaves to fear, to possessions, to people. We have chosen Christ, our Redeemer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for allowing us to draw into you. God, your word says draw close to you and you will draw close to us. And I pray even now. For us, as a body of Christ here at Calvary Chapel South Bay, God, teach us how to invest in those things that will last throughout all eternity and help us have a loose grip 
on the things in our bank accounts, the things in our home, the things that we hold so dear to our heart. God, even our loved ones, our family, our children, God, remind us that they're here on loan and they belong to you. And God, if there are any here tonight that don't know you, God, that have not professed you as Lord and Savior, who have been planted here on earth and have been planting uh, all these things in their own heart that's not of you, God, would you show them, would you guide them, Lord? And if you're here tonight real simply and you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you need that, you want that, you're tired of living the way you're living because you're coming up empty and short, Jesus is the answer. He will always be the answer. He'll be the reason why we live. He'll be the reason why we have breath. And if you want to receive Jesus, I'm going to ask you just raise your hand. If you want to rededicate, God bless you there. Anybody else? You want to give your life to the Lord. God bless you there. God bless you there. Right there. Right there. God sees your hands. It's not important that I see your Just keep your hands up. God wants to bless you. As you raise your hand, you're surrendering to him. That's what you're doing. God bless you over there. God sees that. God is so in love with you. From day one, he's had your eye on you. And you know what, church? Let's do this. Let's, can we just say this prayer together? Because we need to recommit our life daily, don't we? Let's just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, thank you that I belong to you. I'm no longer a slave to sin. And you bought me with a price. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sin. And now I have eternity with you. Thank you for loving me. Help me to love you back. Thank you for heaven. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.